Hi all, and welcome to Conservation Realist, a podcast and newsletter featuring real conversations for better conservation. And yes, I realize that having the words conversations and conservation in the same tagline is potentially confusing. Um, actually, two of my younger colleagues in Myanmar, my former mentees, once ran an English language course called English Conversation for Environmental Conservation, and I had lightly cautioned them about this being potentially tricky for English language learners or really for anyone. And yet here I am, a handful of years later, doing pretty much the same thing. And with that, I am very excited to launch this introductory episode to Conservation Realist. So that lovely clip of music is from a song written and performed by a group of young musicians from Myanmar for this podcast. And my contact person um, among that group is Somo Twin, and his collaborators are Xian Tet and Min Min. The song is called The Green Touch in English, and I'll post the translated lyrics and a bit more about how I came to meet Somo Twin in a future episode. In the meantime, please consider checking out his YouTube page, I'll post the link um, in the transcript on Substack. So, if you're here, there is a good chance that you know me already. Thank you, friends. But in case you don't, I am Dr. Tara Sayuri-Witty. I am currently a freelance consultant working with diverse conservation organizations to support thoughtful implementation of projects. This includes evaluating project plans, performance, and impacts, which is a step that is all too often neglected, as well as guiding social ecological research, developing training programs and materials for organization staff and stakeholders, and writing reports. So I've studied and worked in conservation since around 2003, which is 20 years. That is wild. <laughs> it's been a fantastic privilege to experience adventures from trailing zebras in Kenya, to hanging out with monkeys in Thailand, to searching and stalking porpoises and dolphins in different countries in Southeast Asia. But what has resonated with me the most, what has truly moved me and, and helped me grow both professionally and personally, is learning from and about the humans that are linked to conservation issues in the places where I've worked. While interviewing fisher folks doesn't seem quite as thrilling as, say, diving with whale sharks, it's taught me so much more 
than any of the amazing wildlife encounters I've been so lucky to experience. And this brings me to the unifying theme of this podcast newsletter project. And that is that conservation is a human process. It is about human values, human systems, and human realities. And we need to recognize, understand, and embrace this reality to meaningfully improve how conservation works. We need to integrate this reality in the design, implementation, and evaluation of conservation projects, in the ways that aspiring conservationists are trained, in the very structure of how conservation as a sector is funded, and in how decisions are made about conservation from the local to global scale. Such integration requires meaningfully working for inclusion, equity, dignity, agency, and mindfulness of the people involved and impacted. It requires honest and forward-looking evaluation of the weaknesses and the more difficult truths of the sector, beyond both the doom and gloom narratives on one hand and the too easily appeased optimism on the other hand. Uh, and you might see here in this contrast between pessimistic and optimistic viewpoints where the name for this podcast came from, The Realist. And I'll delve a bit more into this in a future episode. So this human reality of conservation might seem intuitive to many of you. It seemed like common sense to me early in my career when I was able to visit field sites and take in not only what was happening with the animals and plants we were studying, but also the people living around them. It's certainly not a novel realization that humans are central to the whole premise and endeavor of conservation. In some cultures, this idea has been ingrained in traditional knowledge, and even in modern Western science, there have been many brilliant researchers and practitioners who have recognized this for decades. Yet, somehow, frustratingly, <laughs> conservation as a sector has still not adequately integrated this reality into its structure and practices. Progress is being made, um, thankfully, but it is slow. It's slower than it needs to be. And I firmly believe that there are both major structural changes needed, as well as relatively actionable changes that could make a great deal of difference to individual conservation projects and organizations, and that cumulatively, this would really have a substantial impact on conservation as a field. So this belief is why I genuinely enjoy working as a consultant. It's really satisfying to work on discrete projects with organizations and to give them tangible pointers and outputs for how to improve their work. Most of the time, it's satisfying. Um, and this belief in actionable options for real change is what motivates the creation of this entity of Conservation Realist. So in this podcast newsletter, I'll dive into intriguing, informative ideas and stories that hold great potential for improving conservation as a field. Through late July, the podcast episodes will be weekly and will be posted with transcripts and links to additional resources. 
Most episodes will be conversations, <laughs> conversations with colleagues and friends whose work I admire, interspersed with episodes where I dive that's the train, sorry. <laughs> Interspersed with episodes where I dive a little deeper into a particular topic. Wow, that train's really going for it, huh? Yep. My goodness. Okay. I mean, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? Anyway. Okay, I think it's done. <laughs> um, so in addition to my kind of monologue episodes, there will be an additional deep dive via newsletter, which will start off in monthly installments. And believe me, I'd love to do more. I'm kind of overflowing with ideas I want to share, but I don't want to overwhelm you. And I also need to be realistic about my own time management. All of this will be posted at conservationrealist.substack.com. So Conservation Realist is all one word. And the podcasts will also be uh, posted to Spotify and Apple Podcasts if all goes to plan. This is my first time doing this. I'm doing it on my own. So um, this is going to be a little bit of an adventure. Uh, so fingers crossed that it all works out okay. So as a teaser, the episodes and newsletter will cover topics such as parachute science and decolonizing conservation, including an impassioned episode inspired by the Tyranny of Experts, which is an, an excellent book, but more on that later. Um, how to use marketing for quote unquote behavior change without the sort of icky paternalistic overtones of manipulation. Um, There'll be an episode or two maybe on systems thinking, design thinking, and human-centered research. And if you don't know what those are, fret not. They will be explained fully and hopefully in an engaging manner. These are really valuable ways of thinking and working and they are among my, my pet ideas to share here. We'll also talk about failures in conservation and how to deal with them and the realities of implementing conservation in extremely challenging circumstances. So, for example, a military coup during, say, a global pandemic. And I'll also include advice for aspiring conservationists. So before going further, I'd like to clarify some things and, and touch on some logistics. So first, this is not a climate change or social justice focused podcast. These topics will certainly be integrated into this podcast because of course they're important and they intersect with biodiversity conservation. But there are many excellent podcasts and newsletters out there by folks who are better equipped to delve into those topics than I am. Next, because most of my work experience has been in Southeast Asia, most of my guests for this first season happen to be my friends and colleagues from that region. Um, this is a personal project and one that I feel a bit shy about. So starting with friends just made sense. I would love to have more representation from Africa, Latin America, 
Oceania, etc., um, in future seasons, um, if this goes well enough to have future seasons. We shall see. Similarly, uh, you might similarly you might notice a disproportionate representation of marine conservation issues and efforts. Since most of my experience and close connections are in the marine realm, uh, but I welcome feedback and suggestions uh, on terrestrial issues anytime. I hope that this will be useful to diverse audiences and not just career conservation nerds. So I'm very open to feedback about how to make things more accessible and appealing. Uh, and on that note, discussion is very much encouraged. Please feel free to chime in on the comment section on the Substack site. Uh, again, I am assuming that I'll know how to set that up, so uh, fingers crossed on that. This is an entirely unfunded side project that I somehow decided to launch during what's becoming one of the busiest times in my life in recent memory. So I really appreciate your patience with subpar, subpar sound quality, maybe sloppy editing, etc. And my hope is that those of you who have the means to will find this useful enough to donate whatever amount you feel is appropriate. And I'll add a donation button to the about section in the Substack site. And yes, it feels presumptuous to suggest this but it would be greatly appreciated um, it would help me keep up this work as well as some other work I do um, supporting a conservation organization in Myanmar um, which at this moment is unfunded. Uh, so yes that would be very generous of you and very appreciated. And it seems that liking, subscribing, commenting, and sharing on whatever platform you're using to access this is helpful. So please do that if you'd like to support this project. On a related note, I do have an Instagram account for this. Um, it's at conservation underscore realist, just as another way to share in, in more graphic and bite-sized snippets the information that's being shared in the podcast, uh, as well as to kind of promote the podcast so if you are on Instagram, uh, yeah, give me a follow and I'll see you there. So as I bring this somewhat sprawling introduction to a close, I'll share a little more about me and how I came to launch Conservation Realist now. So if you, if you know me pretty well, you'll know that I'm not one for self-promotion. I'd rather actually do good work in the background than be front and center. And uh, this is a little bit of, uh, not embarrassing, but I'm admitting a little bit of a guilty pleasure here. Um, for those who get a kick out of the Myers-Briggs personality types, and I am one of those people, I am an INFJ or the dreamer who acts. Um, and I don't know, I know these things can be a little silly, but I really relate to the INFJ type. Uh, I'm profoundly driven to truly make the world a better place through idealistic but pragmatic action. And I'm not sharing this to be like, oh, look at me, I am a wonderful person. It's more to really 
share with you the underlying mindset of this podcast and newsletter. And I realized late last year that in my present circumstances, conservation realist is how I can best contribute to the field of conservation in a way that my consulting work cannot. So what are my present circumstances? Well, in late 2019, I resigned from an intense but really fulfilling job with International Union for Conservation of Nature, or IUCN, in Myanmar to focus on being my non-speaking autistic brother's primary communication support person here in San Diego. And seeing my brother absolutely blossom since then has been the most amazing experience of my life. He is now a published author and well-recognized advocate for disability rights, and you can check him out at dannywithwords.com. And I now have the privilege of more deeply knowing one of the most precious people in my life, who for over three decades had no reliable means of communication. I mean, it's, it's huge. And it's turned into a monumental shift in my life direction as I'm now committed to working with him, to supporting him as much as possible in the future. And I've even started training as a practitioner to support communication for other non-speakers and their families. So in short, a full-time career in conservation is no longer in my future. I still enjoy my conservation consulting work and plan to and would love to continue working on meaningful projects in the future. But I I really feel compelled to more broadly share the lessons I've learned from respected colleagues, from community members who I've met, as well as from my own experiences. I've seen firsthand how these lessons could dramatically improve how conservation operates, and it's really important to amplify them, even if it's via a modest, homegrown podcast and newsletter with a whole bunch of background traffic noise. So, Conservation Realist is part of my earnest personal mission to contribute what I can in my new reality to shifting mindsets in the field for more effective, equitable, and ethical conservation work. I'm so glad that you are here with me. I know we'll learn a lot together. So with that, I bring this first episode to a close and uh, encourage you to stay tuned for all the amazing, oh geez, (laughs) all the amazing conversations to come. And next week, we'll feature an interview with my good friend, Dr. Jo Marie Aceves, and we'll be talking about her unfortunately all too real experiences with parachute conservation. Thank you again for being here and... There's more to come next week. Sao shao le Mimi ta zuk nyi ko mau na ma tai be le Amwe net dui sa lo te sao ga le tei tei he Lu dai ma ko zi ta wo shi be Do ba sei du Champion, I'm
เจโนเดลี